0: what's up it's your girl cookies bad and once again i have returned with a special guest well i'm almost starting to feel like you like a distant a distant (laughs) co-host i really feel like i can't even keep calling you like a special guest i should be like we should get a theme song like distant co-host so many miles away oh that was fire huh
1: I like that. I like that. You know, I like Boosie.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to come up with a theme song. But I'll let you introduce yourself once again.
1: Oh, what's good? It's your boy TD. I'm back in the building for one more. You know what I'm saying? hopefully many more to come.
0: It's dope, though, because you can call in. But then, like, when you visit, you can also just, like, be in. So it's like you never miss a beat because you still calling in when you ain't being in
1: exactly you know what i'm saying
0: yes so we're gonna keep doing this so this is a bonus episode so we just gonna kind of just you know earlier today i was talking to king reese and i told him i said uh i was like yeah we just gonna kick the bobo and he was like what the fuck is kicking the bobo
1: (laughs) And I was like, so about to ask you the same question,
0: <laughs> but I was saying I was like, "Is that like okay?" So I was finna say, "Is it a Florida thing?" But now I'm like, "Is it a Jacksonville thing?" Maybe it's like a Duval thing.
1: It might be a Duval thing because I ain't, I ain't never heard nobody say they kicking the bobo. Yeah, it's I
0: just mean, like I, you know, I, I
1: can guess. it I mean, you kick you kicking the shit. You just you just talking.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, I like how you use your context clues. Yeah, you know. Okay, so somebody passed English. I like
1: that. I mean, that was more like ebonics. But you know, <laughs> I, I got I got an A in that class too. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, you know, we just gonna kick the bubble. We just gonna like you know, just talk about random stuff. We had a couple topics, but you know how we do. We just gonna kick. The Bobo. I like saying that. I almost feel like that's about to be the name of this episode, Kicking the Bobo.
1: We're kicking the Bobo.
0: People going to be like, what the fuck is that?
1: They going to take it to work and start you with, Hey, we, hey, we was just over here kicking the Bobo. You know what it is.
0: Yeah. And give me my credit. Because I was just going to say, people from Duval are probably going to be like, we don't say that shit. Who, who say that? So <laughs> since don't nobody know what it means, I created it. And give me my credit. I'm going to go in and trademark that bit. Like, did you see when LeBron tried to uh he tried to trademark Taco Tuesday?
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. They said, nah. They said, nah, buddy. You, you big, but you're not that
0: big. <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> so since we could just take over whatever has already been said, then I'm just gonna take over kicking the bubble. And it's mine now. So thank
1: you. Hey, hey, Christopher Columbus did it, we could do it too.
0: Right. Listen, they they did a lot. A lot of taking over Uh, and uh, (laughs) claiming, so (laughs) I could take this phrase and make it mine. Cool. So, you know, I'm so unprepared. I was just about to say, I have a question from a, a, a supporter. I don't like to say fan, but you know, a supporter and I don't have the question prepared. So, un momento.
1: We oh gotta be more prepared out here.
0: I'm so unprofessional. you Gotta
1: be ready.
0: All right, I'm ready. Wait, no, I'm not ready. Cause you know, I know the question, but I want to, I want to say it how she asked it. So I gotta. Right, right.
1: right. I something. got. Okay, I got you. I got you.
0: Yeah. So get
1: it together now. Get it together.
0: <laughs> okay. So she said, "Can you do?" An episode on why men ghost women. I'm new to dating men and I need answers. Seriously. Okay, pause. Mm-hmm. Let okay. me just say, this young lady, she as you just heard, she said she's new to dating men. So from my understanding, she has only or mostly dated women in her dating life or, you know, mm-hmm. her span of dating. And so now she is testing the waters. You know, she left the lady pine, <laughs> and now, like,
1: like, like some do. You know, they they try to test out the waters elsewhere, and then they they come back to what they know.
0: Right. So now, like she says, she is new to dating men. All right. Pause. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like a guy and I could be getting to know each other, send pics, video chat, and as soon as we meet, poof, he's gone after with no explanation. <laughs> so. I'm going to ask you from a man's perspective. No, I'm going to ask you this first. From your specific experience, have you had a situation where you've met a female, y'all have sent pics, y'all communicated, everything was cool, and you met her, and after you met her, you ghosted her?
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely, I have.
0: What was the reason, for your specific experience, what was the reason?
1: In my specific situations... Uh, the reasons why I have chosen to ghost women, I would say for one, uh, one has been sometimes you meet somebody and it's not the person you thought it was. Not not saying that looks wise or anything like that, but it's just you don't have the vibes mm. that you thought you were gonna have. Like everything you can, you can, you can do a lot of over the phone and have a good little conversation, have all your answers ready, you know, but when you're face to face and you're talking and sometimes the talking is dry. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just like the answers you get from them aren't the answers you were looking for because they don't have time to sit there and prepare themselves. Mm. You know, and it's just like, oh, that's, that's how you feel, okay. And you're gonna be nice and polite while in, in person because I'm not a mean person. I'm not a I'm not a blunt person like that if, if I'm in that situation, I can be blunt, but not in that situation. If we're out on a date or something or talking, I'm not finna just say to your face, like, that's crazy, and just get up and walk away from your ass. Right. No, I'ma I'm, a, I'm a play my part. I came on this date, I invited you out, or you invited me out, and I'ma I'm be nice, I'ma pay for what I gotta pay for. And then if I don't feel the vibes afterwards, I'm probably just gonna be like, mm, I'm not gonna call her back. <laughs> because... For one, I feel like it's even more rude to call back and be like, hey, uh, yeah, I wasn't feeling you.
0: <laughs> mm. And, you know, that's funny that you say that because people always be on some shit like, oh, ghosting is so immature. You supposed to talk to that person and be an adult. But I'd be like, "Why? what point is it for me to tell this person I'm not feeling you because of X, Y, Z or I don't like you because of X, Y, Z? I think exactly. if I just don't talk to you no more, you're going to understand. Like I, I'm feeling like everything don't have to have a, a come-to-Jesus moment.
1: Like right. It's implied in, in what's coming behind it.
0: Right, exactly. So do you think that, because you mentioned vibes, so do you think that that's majority of the reason why men go swimming, period?
1: Uh, I, I mean, there can be a lot of factors that go into the situation. Uh, But I feel like vibes are a big, a big one because either vibes or the answers they gave Mm. because some, some females I've seen are, are very blunt on the first date and they're going to tell you what they want. They're going to tell you what, when they want it and how they want it. And sometimes you're going to be like, well, you're going a little too fast for me. Like some women say, Hey, I'm, I'm dating to get married, which Mm. is cool. Which is what we're all looking for. Right. But I don't t- I don't really want to hear that on the first day because on the first day I'm just trying to fill you out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so it's kind of like, yeah, hey, you. I know that's what you're expecting. So I don't want to just keep leading you on, knowing that I might get to a certain point where I don't feel like this is going towards that. Right. But what's the point of me dragging this out?
0: And you know, that's <laughs> funny that you say that because I, I actually I was just telling somebody the other day like. One of my biggest turnoffs during a first date is when a man keeps asking me about my dating experience. Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, what what's dating like been? What has dating been like for you? And, and how these other dudes been treating you? Like. I just feel like it's weird if we on a first date and you more concerned about other niggas and my situation with other niggas than you are about just getting to know me. You know what I'm saying? Or like yeah. I don't dudes be like, oh, so how many how many dudes you talking to right now? And all these kind of like just to me, those are weird questions. And yeah. that in itself will make me not want to talk to this person no more. I don't care like how cool they are, how much money they got, none of that. Like, I just feel like that's a red flag that tell me that you insecure. You know what I mean? Right, right. But my thought, as far as a lot of the reason that men ghost women is because you're not they as a woman, you're not the only option. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, if a nigga got, we'll just say three or four girls, he trying to narrow them down a lot of times, and so it's not necessarily that you did anything that was off putting in the in the on the date. It just might be that you know. Erica had a better, a bet it was just a better situation, you know what I mean? Or they was more on the same page. That's what I be thinking because like, you know, I just got ghosted recently. But see mm. the thing about me getting ghosted, mm. you know, I'm a I'm a vibe that's unmatched. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not suiting my own horn and that, that, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it's it's a well-known fact, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just a vibe that's unmatched. So niggas I, will I try didn't, to, I
1: didn't read that on your Wikipedia page, but go on.
0: You know, th- we was talking about Yelp reviews the other day. <laughs> if you go check my Yelp and Amazon <laughs> reviews, you will see I'm I'm highly rated and referred. But anyways, so uh the thing about niggas niggas will try to ghost me, right? But then like when they realize that I'm a vibe that's unmatched, they be trying to come back and fuck with me. But then I'm like, eh, I'm good, you know, cause I have, the thing about me, I have a short, I have a short attention span when it comes to dating. So if I don't talk to you for like two weeks, like, uh, hello, who is this? Who are you? Never heard of you. Thanks for calling. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I had I had a dude like ghost me the other not the other day, but this was a few months ago. But the thing that was so crazy about it was. This nigga had... He was taking me on dates. He was giving me money. Like, he was... You know, we was really like...
1: He was sipping.
0: You know? I, I'm i not going to say he was simply. He was just very generous. He was mm-hmm. very, very generous. You know? And I, I was kind of like one foot in, one foot out of the situation anyways. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to give this situation a chance. Because the dude not doing nothing wrong. It's just... It's just... Sometimes people just you got they gotta grow on you, you know what I'm saying? So right, right. And and that's just the reality of the situation. Everybody's not gonna always fit into your your life the way you want them to fit into. Sometimes people, you know, you gotta allow a little wiggle room. And so I was cool with that. Um, but then like like I said, like the nigga was taking me out, giving me money, doing a little shit for me, bring me lunch, all type of shit. And then like uh one day, like he just disappeared and and the thing that the thing that irritated me so much about him disappearing was I was sick. remember I had food poisoning so yeah. this was the day that I first got sick that was the last time I had talked to him and I was telling him that day like man, I don't feel right like I did I feel fucked up like something not right and then he was just like, okay, you know let me know if you need anything or whatever. But then, like, I'd never heard from the nigga again. And so, that was like, wait. That was like early August, right? And so, here we are in September. So, a month later, and the nigga hit me up on some, like, oh, man. You know, the, the typical shit that niggas do. Like, they be knowing they was on some fuck shit, but then come back, be like, man, how you cut me off like that? How you do me like that? And I'm like, really, bro, Like... for real that's that's how you gonna come at me and he tried to act oblivious to the situation you know act like he never knew i was sick and no shit like that and i was just like nah i ain't fucking with you like i'm good on that and then he huh
1: so i have a question for you okay what were what were you reciprocating in this in this instance was it just your time was it were you buying things for him were you giving him sex where what was it
0: I mean, you know, I was giving him time. So, okay, this is the thing. When I say he was taking me out and giving me money, all this stuff, this was around my birthday. So he was doing all this stuff as a celebration for my birthday. So, no, I wasn't reciprocating that because, bitch, it's my birthday. Like, I ain't giving you shit. Okay. But I okay. was, you know, I was giving him time. I was entertaining him and stuff, you know what I'm saying? And and I, I thought that I was Giving him the qualities that he, or showing him the qualities that he was looking for. But what I believe happened, because then after he tried to come back and I kind of like heard him or whatever, he been hitting me up like, I miss you so much. I miss you so much. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What I feel like happened was he had another option. He went with that option. He realized mm-hmm. that that option was not beating or meeting me. Oh, no, like it couldn't compare to me is, is where I was going with that. But
1: you
0: know I'm just you know I'm really just a vibe like I said and he realized that he came to his senses but it was too late because now now I'm fucking with somebody else you feel me so that's why I said my attention span is too short for you to try to like be on some like jump in jump out shit with me because on me, you feel me, but anyway, yeah, a nigga tried to curb me. And I done had that situation happen before too. I I be talking about the, the nigga that's five five all the time, the one who used to swing from the ceiling fan. He uh that nigga tried to ghost me, but again, I felt like it was a situation where he had another option. But again, he tried to come back, and he did have something to offer me. So because he has a, a product to offer me, I decided to be friends with him, but that was it we was only allowed to be friends Mm -mm
1: -mm. you know what i mean it's a a transaction business
0: now it's a a transactional friendship you know what i'm saying i i wanted him i accepted him i accepted him flaws and all and the bitch tried to ghost me so yeah so from my personal experience i feel like men try to ghost or men do ghost because of having other options because i know i got good vibes so it can't be that a nigga ain't feeling my vibes. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm just saying it can't be that. Like, it's absolutely no way that it could be about vibes with me. So it's got to be. You know,
1: you're you the homie, so I, I know I, I don't I don't know too much about your vibes in that area. You know what I'm saying? But uh, if if you say so, I'll go with that.
0: Yes, just go just go with what I say. It's it's what I say is right, pretty much. Okay, but. Have you ever been ghosted?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you have? Do you always I have think. somebody in the back pocket so you never even realize when you get ghosted because you're already on to the next?
1: Um, hmm. I mean,
0: living your truth, I brother.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't like being optionless. I say that, you know. As a, as a single male, you know you got you you can't count on them because these females are, are are what they call fickle. Ah, you know what I'm saying? And because females, no matter what they say, they got more options than anybody. What? So it's, yeah, that's that's facts. Mm. So, so you can't just put all your chips in one bag and expect them to be waiting on you because it's not gonna happen because they got they got two or three waiting in the wings easy, and five more waiting just to be picked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying now so, if I, everybody
0: got somebody in the bag it's like nobody can ever really like put 100% into a situation so how are we going
1: to live nah because once you once you start kicking in and vibing for a while then you start having that conversation like hey it's, it's, it's going to be just me and you uh, and we're going to make this try to make this thing work then because once you start spending a lot of time with somebody naturally all the rest going to start falling off you think so I think I'm, I know so.
0: So you feel like just from you putting more energy into another person, people just, the other people just sense that you got somebody else, or it's a matter of you cutting those people off?
1: I mean, some of them, some of them are going to fall off. Some of them are going to have to keep asking questions and either you're going to ghost them because you know, you want to spend time with this one person. Or, or you're going to tell them, hey, you know, I, I started talking to somebody and it, it's getting getting to that point where I'm not going mess around. Some people respect it. Some don't. Hey, but you just weren't. The, you weren't the one.
0: Right. That actually goes into the other topic that you was talking about. Um, are females more attracted to dudes in relationships or with children versus men who are just single?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
0: elaborate on that question.
1: Okay, so I have I have this theory. I was just talking to uh, some of the homies about it. I I feel like no matter what females say, because one thing you you always hear females say is I hate a dude that cheats. But at the same instance. These these dudes aren't just cheating out of nowhere. They're cheating because a lot of these females are coming at them because they know they're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Also, females love a dude with kids because they look at their kids and they start to think, oh, he makes a good looking kid. (laughs) So, if he happens to shoot my club up, we might have a good looking kid together. (laughs) Uh... I, I tell you, I got a lot of homies that's 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 got kids, singles, or uh, single parents, or, or even dudes in relationships that I know, and they got women coming coming at them from every which way.
0: Listen, you know what's so crazy about you saying that? I, I'm a, I'm gonna answer your question, but what's so crazy about you saying that is, I realized that once I had children. And my kids, you know, they're really cute kids and they have great personalities. Mm -hmm. So I realized that more men started like really approaching me once I had children, like at at an exponential rate, like just really wanting to fuck with me. And somebody actually told me that like, it's because you have cute kids. Like if your Mm -hmm. kids was ugly niggas wouldn't want to be fucking with you and (laughs) I've, i've after that person told me that i started noticing like a trend like people who have cute kids usually get more people and i also noticed that i shouldn't say this but i'm gonna say it anyway i noticed that a lot of people do look at do your kids have any type of mental illness do they have any physical disabilities are they cute kids are they ugly kids like people really do like invest a lot of energy into what type of children you have so that is that is actually true so that's why i was laughing so hard when you said that i was like damn this shit is so true but
1: for one thing beauty runs the world like my homie was telling me that one of his homies he got a cute kid and he like every time they go out or go to the mall or something, he's like, man, they get free stuff all the time. Just for him walking around with his kids, like people will see his kid and be like, oh, that's such a cute baby. You want some free this? Mm-hmm. You want to take this? Mm-hmm. You think that would be the same if that baby was out Oh, OK. You know, keep, keep, keep moving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got on some cute shoes
1: exactly
0: that is so true that's true too like when i be taking my kids out places they we always be getting offered free shit we went to uh we went to target one time they was offering us free shit in target i'm like bitch, target don't never give out nothing for we and this bitch getting samples of everything
1: yeah, that exactly. beauty runs the world
0: you're right that's funny now for me personally i do prefer men with kids and not because not because they have to have cute children or I want to look at their children. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I do. But if they got ugly kids, I don't be tripping on that neither because I already got cute kids, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. If I have an ugly baby, I ain't tripping. But <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I personally look at men bec- with children or prefer men with children because – I be wanting to see how they treat or what's their relationship with their kids. I realized I used to be on some shit where I didn't want to date people with kids. This was before I had kids. But I realized a person can say what type of parent they want to be all day long or what type of parent they plan to be all day long. But there's no guarantee that that person is going to be that type of parent. You know what I mean? And so like for me, for instance, Before I had kids with the person I had kids with, I just thought he was going to be the ideal father. Like I just was like, man, like he is going to be the perfect father. And it turned out to be a disappointment. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I was actually really surprised at how it turned out to be because before we had children, I just had this idea and this dream of what it was going to be. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's the same for a lot of people who have children and they end up, you know, being disappointed in what type of parent the other person end up being. So I prefer to deal with men with kids because it kind of gives me an idea. And, you know, that's not putting down single men either, like, or men who don't have children, because sometimes you can look at their relationship with their family and how they have, you know, what their family values are and things like that. And you can tell that too. But it's just, it's just one of those things that I prefer. As far as relationships... I don't necessarily want to be with no man in a relationship because, well, I say it all the time I'm not a good side chick. Like, I'm going to blow up your shit. I'm going to blow up your spot because at the end of the day, if you don't respect your relationship, I don't respect your relationship. So,
1: see, I've heard that from many females. They be like, well, that's on him. He don't respect it. I'm not going to respect
0: it. Right. And so that it is just, it caused so much, it caused so much conflict though. Like, it, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I have been in situations where a person was in a relationship and I was still dealing with them and it just caused so much conflict even if, I've never been in a situation where I was fighting with a chick over a man or the woman even knew that I was dealing with her man but it just caused so much internal conflict it caused conflict between me and the nigga, like that's not even worth it because you're not, you shouldn't even be my problem, like you're supposed to be her problem, you know what I'm saying, so <laughs> that's why I just was like, it's just to me it's too much. So I personally wouldn't want to deal and I I like for people I don't like being on other people's time. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, not only am I now on your time, but now I'm on your old lady time and I damn sure don't like that, you know? So
1: But most females are don't think they're gonna be the side chick forever. They they go into the situation thinking, Oh, I'm already better than that other female he with anyway. So he's gonna eventually choose me over her anyway. That's why he over here when he's supposed to be over there.
0: And that's true too. They they do feel like they gotta step a step up. And and I've seen like you know who I be seeing that a lot with old ladies. Like like people grandmas and shit, where <laughs> the, the, the granddaddy have like a whole wife up the road and then mm-hmm. and then your grandma the side chick, but your grandma feel like, Well, she, you know, he done been with me for thirty years. So, right. you know.
1: Mhm.
0: And I'm like,
1: you know where home is.
0: Right, exactly. I have a family member who um she's just always been a side chick. I mean, she's been a wife before. She's been a wife multiple times, but she just prefers the side chick life. And um for her, she's one of those females who always feel like she got a one up on her on 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 the the wife because In her eyes, and we've had real conversations, not now, but back when I was younger, before I had ever been married, before I had children, before I even went to the military, we used to have conversations about it all the time. And not to say I was judging her, but I really was trying to gain an understanding of like, why do you feel like you're not good enough to be the main chick? Like, why you feel like it's okay to be the side chick? And I thought that, you know, it was an insecurity thing, but her whole thing was, well, first thing she told me, and I don't fully agree with this, but now that I've grown and lived a little, I understand. First thing she told me was if you ever go into a relationship hoping that it's going to be a long-term or a lifetime relationship, you can't go into that relationship expecting to never get cheated on. Like it's just mm-hmm. it, she she was like it's just inevitable that's going to happen. I agree. And yeah. And then the second thing she told me was when you are the mistress, because she preferred mistress, not Sachi was <laughs> <laughs> a little, you know a little classier. Same <laughs> thing. But when you are the mistress, you get the wholeness of that man, as far as you see who he really is. When he with his wife, or when he when he with his main chick, he's
1: he, putting on a facade. He's
0: putting on a, a facade. Exactly. He's giving. He's showing what he's expected to be. But when he's with his side or his mistress, he gets to be his authentic self. And Mm -hmm. like I said, Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, I understand what she's saying. You know what I mean? Now, I don't fully agree with it, but I definitely just from experiencing things on my own and witnessing things for other people, I'm understanding more of why some women feel the way that they feel you know what I mean and a lot of times niggas don't a lot of times niggas don't really set boundaries when they when they get into situations like that like when they get into these entanglements the only thing they really be worried about is don't blow up my spot but they don't be on no shit like you know okay you are not the priority you are my yeah. second chick you know what i'm saying like yeah. they don't yeah.
1: they they treat that second one like the first chick like they should be the first chick
0: exactly and so that's where i feel like it creates conflict because now you making me you you giving me all of these you know you kind of you kind of selling me a pipe dream and then when i start acting accordingly mm-hmm. now you got a problem with me you know what i'm saying and, like
1: and there and, and there comes the where the whole myth comes from that Men cheat more than women. Because the reason we find out that about men cheating is because they sold that dream to that side chick. Yeah. And she she puts him on blast because he's not living up to that dream. See now a man as a side dude, we're not gonna blow up that chick spot because we weren't even hoping to get in that, that main spot. Right. Most dudes are comfortable with that side spot because we don't have any of the expectations of the main dude. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can chill on the side and be cool. We don't have to worry. We don't have to, you know, do all the stuff at a birthday, make sure you're good. No, that, that's that's the main dude's job. Let him <laughs> take care of that. <laughs> so let him do all the heavy lifting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. So can, and that's why the girl, the female spot hardly ever gets blown up. Mm. Like a female really got to mess up something to, to get exposed.
0: So you oh, think it's okay. a common misconception. Oh, that men common. cheat more than women
1: Very very common
0: I don't feel that I feel like men do cheat more than women
1: because, that's, so, that's false, that's false.
0: I, I feel like Women are more naturally Inclined to be loyal to their Nigga than, uh, than a man Is inclined to be loyal to their old lady Like I just feel like men are More naturally uh, Hunters And Sometimes gatherers you
1: know, I just think that y'all just. I, I I think I think men do it more purposely. Like men who are cheaters, they're gonna cheat. Mm. women, they just they'll fall once they once they fall emotionally for somebody. It could be somebody they weren't even planning on falling for. Mm. But once they fall emotionally for that person, they' in there. Mm-hmm.
0: You
1: know what I'm saying? So I feel like men do it more intentionally. Like that they, they they know even going into a relationship, like oh, I'm gonna cheat. <laughs> <laughs> you know but females they like they have good intentions at first uh
0: huh
1: and uh but they'll they'll sometimes either give in to their situation that they find themselves in and and some of them won't call it cheating because they know oh this was a one time thing I didn't really cheat it just it was a bad situation I put myself in mhm
0: they call it an entanglement
1: entanglement exactly I see
0: what you're saying I see what you did there now The other reason why I don't really be, you know, I realized a long time ago in my first relationship, I never, first of all, I never cheated. Let me just put that out there. Never, ever cheated. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Um,
0: my first relationship though, the nigga thought I cheated just off of thinking I cheated. He almost killed me. Like literally almost (laughs) killed me. (laughs) And so it's it's not funny. I shouldn't laugh because domestic violence is not funny. But he literally almost killed me just off of thinking that I cheated on him. So that's when I realized, like, motherfuckers is really crazy out here. So I that alone scared. You know, that was like a scared straight program because that alone told me, OK, cheating is not your thing because you fuck with crazy niggas, like niggas that's going to kill you. So <laughs> let's not do this. Um, and then I've seen like I've I've seen shout out to not i I'm going to say his name, but shout out to my homeboy. You know who you are. Um, he did quite a few <laughs> years in prison because <laughs> he caught his old lady with a nigga in their apartment, and awesome. you know some people got shy and you know exactly. Some people got shot. No one lost their life. Someone may or may not have lost a limb, but that's neither here nor there.
1: Yeah. The point yeah. is the judge gotta have leniency on that like you gotta understand judge like i was put in this position and you know honestly
0: honestly i i do feel that the the judge did uh have leniency on him because for the amount of for what the the amount of damage that happened he didn't do that much time he did like four or five years so i thought that was i thought that was pretty good i mean i I don't know it's not my life so i don't know five years lost (laughs) of your life probably is shitty but Compared yeah. to what it could have been. You know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I know people, God rest their soul. I know people who have lost their life because of cheating. <laughs> lost their freedom because of cheating. Like all type of shit. So, you know, this is, when it comes to cheating, this is where I learn from other people's mistakes. You know what I'm saying? And right. so I just don't, I don't fuck around. I, I don't fuck around with people's feelings is the point that I'm making. Because I know how... How some people they will they they may have never trusted anybody in their life. They may have never invested their feelings into anybody in their life, and this you may be that one person that they finally invest their time, they love, they everything into, and then you cheat on them, and like that's like one of the ultimate you know forms of betrayal. So you do that, it it's no telling what somebody might do. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's not worth it and that's on either side that's me being a side chick and your bitch trying to kill me or or, or you you try to kill her behind me like I ain't got time for none of that because that's real life and for me because I've seen it in real life I understand it more some people they've never seen shit like that so to them cheating ain't shit you know what I'm saying for them it's just it's just fun and games but for me I've seen it where it was life and death so I just don't play like that you know what I mean
1: so so quick question mm-hmm. in a situation where oh boy thought you he, you cheated on him what was it that made him think that was it i know since it, it was an actual cheater, but was it something borderline that like flirting like because flirting is kind of still cheating
0: no nah, it wasn't flirting so I'll, I'll just tell a story because i i decided i'm not talking to him no more But um (laughs) after fifteen years I decided I don't want to talk to him no more. But um what what happened was I had a best friend and it was it was and see this is too why another thing that I've learned in life is that when I'm in a relationship, I limit my communication with male friends. But you know, at this time I'm like what we was living together. So I think I was like 18 at the time. I was 18, he was 19. And so, you know, you're still learning shit, right? So I had a best friend and me and him had been best friends since like sixth grade. So we, you know, we had known each other for so long. And he was just convinced that me and this person had done something together. We never had, never had even held hands or anything. And um, he told me he didn't want me to talk to the dude no more. Well what happened he had bought me a cell phone my my boyfriend at the time he had bought us some cell phones and we was on the same plan and I had ran into oh boy, the best friend I had ran into him at Walmart one day and so I'm like, you know what let's exchange numbers and yeah, you know hit me up or whatever He was like, if you ever need anything this was I had just moved back from Hawaii. So he was like, if you ever need anything, at the time I wasn't working. So he was like, you know, let me know if, whatever the situation may be. I told him though, you know, I, I live with my boyfriend. It's, oh, we was high school sweethearts. So, you know, it's a boy from high school. So he's like, okay, yeah, I respect that. It was never nothing crazy. But what ended up happening was my ex had saw, he went to T-Mobile and got the, uh he got printouts of text messages and it was nothing it was nothing inappropriate it was just more of a like hey you good do you need anything whatever the situation may be it was like that but it was never anything that crossed the line but for him that was still out of line because bitch I told you don't talk to him no more you know what I mean and so for him it was like why you so pressed to talk to this nigga and I would tell him like that's that's my friend like we've been friends since we was kids it would just be Crazy for me to just stop talking to him, and he was right. just like, "I don't give a fuck." Like I told you not to talk to him no more, and he was on some shit. Like you know, I'm paying all the bills. You got he like he had, he used to give me his car. Like I would drive his car while he was at work. So he like you you driving my car. I'm paying all the bills. I'm paying your cell phone. Like all this shit. And I told you not to talk to this nigga no more. And you can't follow that instruction. And that shit just blew up from there. Like it just it just went left all the way from there. And so. That's why he thought I
1: he had some valid points.
0: He did. And and that's why I say, now that I'm older, I understand. You know what I mean? At the time, I felt like, you know, you tripping. Like I never and see the thing with my ex too is my ex, he used to be very um zero to a hundred. Well, actually, he's still like that. But back then he was even worse. He was very zero to hundred. And so it, once he gets to 100 is no explaining anything to him like you might as well just leave the, the house, leave the room, leave his presence because there's no way to bring him back down to zero. So but he yeah, had valid points. I, I totally agree, you know. Um, and,
1: and that's definitely a topic for another day. Like having either the uh, a best friend or a friend of the opposite sex while in a relationship.
0: Yeah, I don't agree with it now. I'm not fucking with that from 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 my side or your side I'm your best friend I'm all the best friend you need Uh, but um there was something I was gonna ask you about the cheating oh but see here's the thing too like when you talk about choosing somebody in a relationship over single men like Sometimes single men cause just as much drama as the person in the relationship. So it's like, you damned if you do, damned if you don't, really. A lot of times, a nigga just don't belong to nobody else. But he still be full of bullshit and full of drama.
1: But then y'all can't say y'all hate cheaters then. Because y'all are making the person cheat. Y'all are adding to the fire.
0: I agree. I agree. You can't, you can't. Say you don't like cheaters and then turn around and condone a situation. But sometimes too, like niggas don't be forthcoming with the information. You know, sometimes it be. Book. You know, and they go, "Oh yeah, you know, me and my baby mama, we roommates right now." <laughs>
1: hey, but y'all be believing the dumbest things. Yeah. yeah, I know the truth. Yeah, I know the truth. You don't want to hear the truth, but you know the truth. Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> that shit's so funny like when you say it it sounds so fucking stupid but y'all be knowing how I was telling somebody the other day like women don't be wanting to admit it but we can be so easily manipulated sometimes even myself you know what I mean and when I say manipulated not in a sense where you just naive to what's happening but you just are more accepting. Like, you you might, like you said, you might know the truth, but because this nigga talking good, this nigga got whatever he got that just make you want to fuck with him, you just accept the bullshit and just act like you don't know. But it's just like, it don't be worth it a lot of times. It really don't.
1: Hey, it's worth it if you feel like it's worth it. Do you. Do you, (laughs) boo-boo?
0: Of course you would say that. Of course. Okay, so... I feel like our whole our whole conversation has been relationships. I'm okay with that. I like talking about relationships. Um as much as I don't want to be in a relationship, I enjoy having relationship conversations cuz it's just it just makes it you have a greater understanding of like the opposite sex and their perspective on things. So mm-hmm. I do still like to talk about it. So our last topic Somebody, we was on live last week, and this guy, shout out to you guy, don't remember who it was, but still, shout out to you. He said he would like for us to talk about the importance of investing in healthy relationships. Now, this really can go any kind of way. It don't even have to be an intimate relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be a, a family ship. I don't know. what What is family called?
1: Uh, family? I don't
0: know. <laughs> There's no ship for family. I don't think so. Actually,
1: not that I know of.
0: You're right. All right, moving on. So it could be, you know, business relationship. It can be familial. I think that's how you say it. Familial relationship. There you go. (laughs) I had to go into my, you know, encyclopedia. No, Thesaurus. No dictionary. You
1: don't. I think dictionary.
0: Well, I think dictionary is the right one. I had to go back in that to figure out the right word. So it could be any type of relationship. But, you know, I thought that would be an important thing to talk about because I don't think people realize that. I feel like a lot of people put more energy into toxic relationships than they do healthy relationships, like trying to get a toxic relationship to turn healthy. They put more Mm -hmm. energy into that than just focusing on, the healthy relationships that they have. And I'm I'm super guilty
1: of that. I believe that that's very true because uh, I was actually just speaking to one of my homeboys about this probably about a week or so ago. Like he was uh pretty much headed down, a, uh, he could have been headed down a really dark path. And if he was, if he had surrounded himself with a different group of friends or a different group of people, he probably would have went straight down that path. Mm-hmm. Because he saw a lot of his friends and a lot of his his associates go down that path, but he decided to to hang around myself and, uh, and a few of our other friends, and you know we surrounded him with with positive information and and, and positive outlooks, and it really turned his whole life around. Like when we were talking, like he was like, man, I probably would have been in jail. I probably would have been you know messed up in life if if I'd have been around the wrong people, but. You know, even even during the times when he was going through things, like most of the time, he didn't want to listen. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to listen, and he had to he had to take his lumps, you know, because we were telling him certain things, and he was doing certain things, and he didn't want to hear it at a certain time. But the things that we said always came back to him, and he started to see that, oh, man, they, they really had my best interests at heart, and they weren't trying to tell me nothing wrong. And, you know, for a while, we, we had got into it because – we were trying to tell him the right thing, and he didn't want to hear it, and he he strayed away from us, and he started going down the wrong path. But eventually, he came back around, and he and he came back, and he said, "Hey, hey, I appreciate everything y'all did, and I, I'm listening now." And and I actually heard him start talking to one of his friends, saying the same things we were saying to him back in the day. And I'm like, I'm like, look at you, you you giving the same advice that we gave you. And you're you're saving somebody else's life in turn. Mm-hmm. So so a healthy relationship, even in friendship, can 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 take you a long way. So if you're talking about a a a a, a relationship with somebody who's in in a I don't know a sexual relationship or uh, or uh, just a, another type of boyfriend girlfriend type relationship, it's even better because. If you're in a toxic relationship, for one, that's gonna scar you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna take that toxicity into every relationship you go into. Mm -hmm. But those, you can see the people who have been in healthy relationships and it might have not just worked out. They're open to more things. They're able to communicate better and and they're able to go into other healthy relationships uh, down the line.
0: So what, At what point do you feel, okay, maybe this person is not a person that I need to keep in my circle because of whatever they got going on. Maybe I need to go ahead and distance myself from this person and focus on these other people in my life who are more conducive to my lifestyle. Because like you said, Mm -hmm. your homeboy was going down a dark path. So what was it that made you say, you know, we're going to try to, Bring him over to our side. Other than say, you know what, I can't fuck with him right now because he got too much going on.
1: You know, you gotta start to see what what situations you find yourself in, and and, uh, and, uh, and what it, the emotions it takes you to. So if you're dealing with somebody and you keep feeling yourself being depressed, you keep feeling yourself being down all the time, and you keep feeling yourself in the wrong situations that are getting you into trouble, you might want to look around and see who you have surrounding you, because either those people are condoning what you are doing and adding fuel to the fire if you have those people around you and be like hey let's let's go let's go rob this person hey but oh let's go cheat. i got some chicks over here i know you're in a relationship but i need you to go on this mission with me you're gonna keep doing that same stuff but if you got somebody who's like hey bro you gotta chill like you know what i'm saying you got a good lady man like chill out all right you know when I'm at home and I'm not doing shit, I'm, I'm in a good relationship. I'm I'm chilling and it's good. Mm-hmm. But I keep finding myself in these bad situations. If I'm still out here cheating, you gotta you gotta change your life around. So it's, it's all about the situations you find yourself in and the emotions that it takes you through.
0: So with uh, a an intimate relationship, at what point do you say? I'm gonna walk away from this situation versus I'm gonna keep fighting for this situation. Cause you know people, especially the older generations, they like to say that the younger people be so quick to walk away from something, they'll be so quick to end something. But at what point do you f- say, okay, this is not, this is just not working?
1: Well, everybody has different breaking points, and everybody has different things that that'll make or break the relationship. So you got to know what your breaking point is. When, it's, when it becomes not worth it and when it becomes affecting your mental health and affecting your mental space, then I would say that it's a good time to walk away. If it's something that, that's minor, that you, can, that you can deal with, that's not affecting you in other aspects of your life, then maybe you can, you can work on it until you get there. But when it starts to affect your outside life and affect everything around you, you might need to look around and say, okay, this might not be the best thing for me. Mm. you know so especially like a lot of times when you're in a toxic relationship it starts to affect your friendship relationships around you and you find yourself going away from people who you've been friends with your whole life right that and, is true but also if you have a good relationship and you're around toxic people then you start finding distancing yourself away from those toxic people but each one of those is going to take you through different emotions and and you're going to find yourself either happy you're gonna find yourself depressed and sad Mm -hmm. which one would you rather be that's that's all i'm saying Mm -hmm. you gotta look around
0: that's facts i think for me like i'm in a i'm in a place where i'm i'm going through like a transitional phase in life every like so often i go through these transitional phases as far as just like my 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 beliefs, my morals, my standards, my way of thinking, everything, it, it changes, right? So, um, or it's not necessarily that it always changes, but it's more so like kind of like a reevaluation. You know, I'm just looking at things like, hmm, is there something that I need to maybe shift or change or whatever? And I find myself when i get into that that transitional phase i find myself really reevaluating some friendships and just relationships that i have with people that's why i said you know i decided with that 15 year old, that 15 year old situation with my ex i had to finally like cut that off you know and it was it was extremely difficult like i really i felt like my heart was breaking and it's crazy cuz i didn't realize how invested in that situation even though like I said, it's a 15-year-old relationship, I I still didn't realize how invested my heart and feelings were in that situation. Because, you know, we both, we done had kids. I done been married. We done had relationships with other people, all type of shit. But it still was, you know, like a soul tie pretty much. Well, it was a soul tie. And I really feel, because I've said it quite a few times, like I really feel like Me personally, I have multiple soulmates and I feel like he was one of my soulmates, the first one that I've ever had. And so me having to finally like break that soul tie was extremely difficult for me. But like I said, I have a bad habit of investing time, energy, feelings, everything into toxic situations, trying to make them healthy. And that's why I asked you, at what point do you say, you know what, I got to walk away from this? You know what I mean? Because I think that that's where it gets really difficult for a person. And that's in any situation, you know, in any type of relationship is that that point of, okay, I need to walk away from this. Because, I mean, in reality, we can all say we have boundaries. We can all say we have limits and all of this. But if you truly love a person and I mean like any type of love, you're going to find yourself bending a lot of those boundaries and excusing a lot of behaviors because, oh, I love this person. Oh, I've known this person. My bad habit is I've known this person for so long. This person has grown with me. This person has witnessed certain things that no one else has witnessed in my life. And so I got to stay loyal to this person, you know, And that a lot of times puts me in a compromising situation because I know better. I know I shouldn't be fucking with a person like this, but I can't cut them off. You know what I mean? Does that make sense what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So I think it's just, I think it's just one of those things where like willpower is, is extremely important, but at the same time it's so hard to have willpower in a situation where you've invested so much time and energy into a person no matter how toxic that shit is and it's crazy because we can be on the outside looking in like that is toxic that's a fucked up situation but <laughs> when a person is in it they don't think about like how fucked up it is until after they have gotten out of it you know what i mean right
1: right like when and i look at drug when you feel like you're in love hey that that's the only thing you're thinking about
0: exactly exactly and i be thinking you know with my ex how much shit, like I, I be telling people stories and they be looking at me like, bitch, really? Really? Like, and you thought that was okay? And I'd be like, damn, you know, now I know that it's not okay. But when I was in it, I was like, shit, we in love. This is just a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like the fighting, all type of shit. Like I used to just think, you know, and it, it, and it, it was very difficult. You made a good point when you said that when it comes to toxic relationships, it can really scar you. Because me and my ex we used to fight constantly, right? When it was when it was when it was good, it was amazing. But when it was bad, it was dangerous, right? And so mm-hmm. when I got out of that situation, and I I had to get out of that situation by force. It wasn't by choice. It was like laws involved in all type of shit with us. Like if if laws didn't step in, we probably would. If we are both alive, we we probably would still be together. But uh, with that situation, what was, my, what was I about to say about that? Oh, so we used to fight all the time. And so when I got out of that situation, I was thinking like when I was dealing with men, if they weren't like explosive with me or if they weren't like, like, bitch, I can't live without you type shit. I'm like, damn, he ain't really fucking with me. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So my, my question to you is, were you surrounded by people who were in those same type of toxic relationships like in your life? Did you see a lot of that around and you became used to that?
0: So, you know, I wasn't surrounded by it. But, you know, the one person who I saw it was my dad. And it's so <laughs> crazy because I had positive male influences with in my uncles and cousins and and. You know, mentors and OGs throughout the city. I had positive male influences all around me, but for whatever reason, my what my dad was is what I end up being drawn to. My dad, every mm-hmm. woman I ever saw, my dad be with, to include my mama, he always put their hands on them. I mean, put his mm-hmm. hands on them. So. Mm-hmm. I think about those type of memories and then when I think about it now from like a mental health perspective and just from like I said I've lived a little longer and I I understand how things work it makes sense why I ended up in a situation that I did with my ex you know and so when I got out of that situation I'm thinking like okay so any nigga that really truly loved me that's what I'm supposed to experience maybe not maybe he ain't supposed to put his hands on me but he's supposed to be aggressive like he's supposed to like I always thought like an aggressive love was the right type of love well it was you're aggressive you're passionate you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. if a nigga too laid back he don't give a fuck about me you know okay. and honestly even now to this day obviously I don't want a man to put his hands on me or be you know too aggressive towards me but I still sometimes have to catch myself like Cause I'd be thinking like, nah, he too laid back. Like he too cool about shit. Like he don't give a fuck about me. But I had to think like, why are you thinking like this? You know what I'm saying? Like I'd be having to check myself. Like why, why are you thinking like that? You know? So.
1: And that's how I feel. I feel like that too. Cause like I said, my dad, he's kind of laid back too. Like I've never, I've never really seen my parents like get in any type of big argument or anything like that. Like if they did argue, it was probably behind closed doors. Like I can't remember too many times. I heard my dad raise my voice raise his voice to my mom. Like so in my relationships, like I've never been like that turnt up type dude. Like and I feel like some females take that as, Oh, I don't care. No, mm-hmm. but that's not true at all. You know what I'm saying? And I, I I've come to that conclusion too, to where I feel like i I'm not in the race right now because I don't go that hard. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying I'm not gonna be that that one like you was talking about I need you i'm a i kill behind you i I'll kill myself or mm-hmm. no. I'm, i I'm gonna tell you i I love you i wanna be with you if that's not good enough hey you you can go on. Yeah, and and
0: uh, like you said, a lot. Like if I if I'm packing my shit, like you better block the door and like not let me leave type shit. You know what I'm saying? If a nigga sitting on the couch, like all right, peace, like yeah,
1: huh? That's gonna be me right there. I'm I'm gonna let you walk. Hey, if that's what you choose to do, hey, go ahead. You you weren't in this deep enough for me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not finna sit here and go back and forth with you and yell and argue because that's not me. Right. I never. I uh, that's not what I've been surrounded by. I didn't see that.
0: Right. And I think that's why it's important like when people go to like commit themselves to a relationship like that's why it's so important to understand like how a person grew up and and what their like understanding of love is. You know what I'm saying? Or what their People talk a lot about love languages, but the thing with love languages like that is important don't get me wrong, but it's some love languages that ain't included in, in the five that they give us. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it love is so much more complex than to try to categorize it into just these five little categories. You know, I think it's five, but, um, you know, some people's like my ex, my kid's daddy, his love language for him. Like he be wanting motherfuckers to cuss him out. Like, and if you don't cuss him out, if you don't talk to him crazy, like you don't give a fuck about him. You know what I mean? And, and, and sadly enough, that is his love language, and that's something that he has to work on within himself to be able to to break that, you know? But it's important to understand those things about people, like, before you're actually invested into a relationship with them. And I feel like that's how things become toxic. Like, that's how things become fucked up, because you commit yourself to somebody before you truly understand, like, how their mind works. You know what I mean? Right that's that's really it (laughs) that's really all i have to say about that we've actually reached the end of this journey and i think we i think we had just off of our three little topics i think we made some really good points
1: i think so too
0: but i do appreciate you at the very last minute deciding to record with me i've been having like these just moments lately where i just want to record late night so i appreciate you taking the time because i know you've been at work all day
1: Mm -hmm. i gotta be back in the morning
0: oh lord what time you got to be back 5 30. oh lord you need to go to bed you need a bedtime you're supposed to be in bed for eight i i, I
1: took i took a little nap earlier a little siesta
0: ah look at you a little siesta yeah, you,
1: know. <laughs> you know i, I you know i'm in texas now i gotta i gotta speak that language right
0: know? okay i got you where can they find you
1: you can find me on IG. You can uh go to don't call underscore T D. D-O-N-T-C-A-L-L underscore T D.
0: Do you have Snapchat?
1: I, I do. I think it's uh my Snapchat is I M T D.
0: Okay, cool. If you're looking for me, you can find me on IG, cookies double underscore B-A-D-D. Snapchat is cookies O D-E-E. The email is cookiesbadsleepover at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon. I think I'm going to put this on the Patreon and the everything else, all the platforms because I think this was a really, we made some really good points that I think everybody needs to hear it. So, yes, right I'm putting on everything. Um, obviously, we're going to have it on the Patreon first and then after the Patreon job, then we'll drop it on all other platforms. So, if you want to have early access And access to things that are unreleased. And videos. Because we do put visuals on Patreon. Then subscribe to the Patreon. And I think that's pretty much it. Did you have anything else that you wanted to leave for the people?
1: I just want to say I appreciate you for having me on. For my my third time.
0: Yes, for the third time. Number three of many, many more.
1: Yes, ma'am. And I'll let you know I, I still... I'm still thinking about driving down there next weekend.
0: Okay, yeah. Just let me know. Hit me up and we'll set something up. I bet. All right. Well, if there's nothing else to be said, I truly, truly appreciate you once again taking the time to come on here with us and entertaining us. It has been a great show. You guys expect to see much more of this duo and our trio and... I think that's it. Good night.
1: Good night.